Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and I am a dating and love coach at LastFirstDate.com. Welcome to Last First Date Radio. We are a featured show about attracting and sustaining healthy relationships in midlife. Every week I bring you in-depth interviews with top experts and cutting-edge authors in the field of dating and relationships. And today I'm going to be speaking with therapist, author, and life coach Rebecca Clio Gold about how to increase your self-love in order to attract your best partner. As a dating coach, I help women over 40 fall in love with their amazing lives and become the women of value who attract the healthy, lasting, loving relationship that they desire. So if you are a single woman over 40, please stop listening to bad dating advice that's out there that tells you that you just need to lose 10 pounds or you need to be a little wittier or smarter in order to find the right person, or that you need to morph yourself into something that you're not and fake who you are until you hook a man. That is terrible advice in my opinion, and what I encourage you to do is to connect deeply and authentically, and that is the way to find the true love that you're looking for. Every week I share a tip a tip on how to be a woman of value, and today's tip is Listen to understand, and Stephen Covey talks about this, but we often listen to share our opinions. And when you listen to understand, you actually are trying to empathize with the person that you're with, and this is a particularly important tip for dating. Um, you really want to try and figure out who they are, not what you project onto someone. This is this is really key. And if you want to become a, a woman of value who attracts her best partner, please head over to lastfirstdate.com and sign up for my new free guide, which is the top 10 reasons why men pull away or disappear and how you can finally attract and keep the love you deserve. Please stop sabotaging your love life and start taking back your control by being a true woman of value. Also, if you are a woman of 40, and of course men are welcome to listen to this show as well, but if you are a woman of 40, you're invited to join my private Facebook group. We are over 800 strong right now, and the group is called Your Last First Date. You can uh, request to be um, admitted to that group, and I will check out your profile. And I'm very selective about who I let in. And so I keep the group very safe, and it's a place to come and safely ask the questions that are on your mind and receive incredible support from women who are just like you who are going through a similar situation. And there's nothing like community to help you feel like you belong and there's nothing wrong with you. Now I'd like to introduce our guest. Rebecca Clio Gold is a certified holistic health practitioner. She's an integrative nutrition health coach, Qigong and meditation teacher, sexual awakening for women facilitator, and the author of The Multi-Orgasmic Diet. Isn't that a great title? She's on a mission to help women live healthier lives and step into their power, love themselves more, 
that's one of my favorite things, experience more joy and live life to the fullest. She's been running her own business called Elemental Harmony PLLC since 2007, and she lives in Seattle. Join me now for How to Be Your Own Best Lover with Rebecca Clow Gold. Hey, Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Hi, Sandy. Hi, thank you for having me. I love what you do, and I'm happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Well, we certainly have a similar mission in helping women um, increase their self-love because it is so, yeah. it's so missing in so many people. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, first of all, you know, why is it important to practice self-love? Oh, wow. Well, I view self-love as a foundation um, for optimal health and well-being, um, I think it's important for everyone to truly like and love themselves and to feel good on their own, feel good regardless of what's happening in their love life, feel good regardless of what's happening in other areas of their life, to really just have that strong foundation of loving and liking your own self. So how do you define self-love? That's a great question. Funny Nobody's asked me that before. Um, how do I define self-love? <laughs> I would define self-love as a feeling of genuinely caring and accepting yourself, um, caring about, caring for, and accepting yourself, treating yourself well, um, prioritizing yourself, doing things that make you feel good, and just treating yourself as as well as you can. So for Loving everybody it's going to be that, something different. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. yeah. And how, do you, how does somebody go about even defining what are those things that make you feel good? Because so many people have lost their mm-hmm. way. Right, right. Um, Well, I think, you know, there are a few approaches that you can take. I mean, one, to figure out how to, how to love yourself. First, you have to be aware of how you feel. Um, How are you feeling in various situations and with various activities, whether they're with other people or with yourself. So recognizing what feels good to you and what doesn't and, and finding more things that get you into a place of feeling good and feeling like full of love and and life. Yeah. So do you have an exercise that can help somebody really tap into their body? Um, And I'm asking this because, you know, so many times you ask somebody what, you know, what does your gut say? And they, they, cover it up with their intellect and say, oh, oh, you know, I don't feel so good, but it's okay, you know, or something like that. And they don't, they've kind of lost touch with their their intuitive feelings and where they mm-hmm. feel it in their body. Um, so I'm wondering if you have some kind of exercise that can help women or men really tap into that intuitive feeling that something feels off or good. Yeah, I- I mean, the the first thing that comes to mind is actually a practice in my book, The Multi-Orgasmic Diet, that is 
directly related to, you know, making a choice about food, um, but you can apply it to anything really. But um, everything begins with, you know, the breath, like shutting your eyes and tuning into yourself. If you're able to shut your eyes, maybe you're somewhere where you can't. But really just bringing your attention into your breath to help you come into your body. So the breath, um, like a way to drop down out of your head and feel into your body and um, with the intuitive eating practice or food practice, um, one one method, there's more than one method, but one is if you're standing, you know, to think of a food or hold a food and notice if your body is kind of leaning more back or leaning more forward, forward would be like that, yeah, you want that thing or that it's good for you, back would be that you don't. Maybe the leaning doesn't happen, but maybe you notice something in your body like a feeling of opening expansion and that would be like a yes or a contraction or discomfort would be a no. So um, using your breath to bring your attention and your awareness into your body and noticing what feels opening and what feels contracting. And, you know, that's a good thing to be aware of too in relationship, dating um, and sexual activity too. Like what, what really feels good for you? What's truly in your best interest? What do you really want? Not just what your head is trying to talk you into or out of. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think that often, you know, when it comes to sex and timeline, because women often are on a very different timeline and pace themselves differently than men when it comes to sex. And they're Mm -hmm. afraid sometimes to actually assert themselves and say, "Uh, that's too quick for me. I actually was listening Mm -hmm. to a video last night by Matthew Hussey, and he was talking about... Um, some great ways to let a man know that that your timeline is different, but like mm-hmm. be aware of that and say, hey, you know, there's there's a part of me that really wants to go home with you tonight, and mm-hmm. I know that um, I can't do that. That's not my style, right. or you know, that doesn't really work for me. Um, but I would like yeah. to see you again later this week, you know, and just be positive, yeah. right? Yeah. So. I think it's it's important to tune in to what, what works for you and be able to express it. Um, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so I like that. Just maybe, so even like say somebody's dating online and they have, um, there's a picture of a man they haven't met yet and they could probably do this exercise with just closing their eyes and breathing and seeing what, how their body feels just about, you know, do I want to meet him? Do I feel pulled mm-hmm. to see him again? Or, you know, any of those kinds yeah. of things that you're questioning. Right. And, you know, in terms of the topic of being your own best lover, you know, this comes up in terms of that it can be, sometimes it can be harder when, you know, interacting with someone else, especially in a dating scenario, to get really clear on, oh, what do I want? What's best for me? So, I feel like it's really good to practice on your own too, like really get in touch with with your feelings and your intuition on your own and when it's not related to another person too, um, Mm -hmm. and that can strengthen that. It's like, you know, training that muscle. Right, so you can communicate that when you're on a date or when you're in a relationship. Yeah. Um, So are there any categories of self-love that you know, that you can be, that you can talk about, like that people can tap into because it feels a little vague. Yeah. 
Um, well, um, I mean, there are a lot of areas of self-love. And, of course, one thing that I talk about in my book is self-love through self-pleasuring, you know, getting more in touch with your body and learning what kind of touch feels good to you. And I know when we talked about me coming on the show, um, you know, one thing I was thinking about in terms of, of the topic of dating is how, you know, sometimes you're not dating at all, or you're not in a relationship, and how do you maintain your sexual aliveness and vibrancy and how, um, you know, an act of self-love is to still be giving yourself that kind of attention, whether it's taking yourself out on a date or, you know, having a self-pleasuring or masturbation session, like finding ways to love yourself uh, regardless of what's happening in your dating or love life. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of times, I mean, I know women who are in their 60s who have never mm-hmm. masturbated, who have, mm-hmm. who just, you know, they were taught that it was bad and yeah. they didn't have a great sex life when they were married, and now it's like, who am I, and how can I, right. how can I be sexual again? It's scary. Yeah, it is scary for a lot of women, and one thing that I, I always say too is that you don't have to, you know, masturbate in the traditional sense of the word. And even my book, The Multi-Orgasmic Diet, I redefine multi-orgasmic. So there are women that also have never had an orgasm or climax the way that we usually define it. And I talk about orgasm as being this energy, like the pulse and pleasure of life. So taking the pressure off of this outcome or achieving orgasm. And Mm. so like self-pleasuring session could even just be lightly caressing, you know, the back of your hand with the fingers of your other hand or stroking your hair. So finding ways to give yourself loving, pleasurable touch, um, you know, and how overtly sexual or not it is or what kind of feelings you have in your body or if you, you know, climax or come, like that doesn't matter. The point is to just give yourself and that loving touch and to explore what feels good to you, what doesn't feel good to you, um, what feels uncomfortable, you know, what can you do to... Um, you know, feel the kind of pleasure you want to feel if you're having blockages around it. Mhm. Yeah. I like that. Um, the focus being away from the ultimate goal of orgasm because that that actually stops a lot of people from having pleasure. They're too focused yeah, on the exactly. outcome. Yeah. Yeah. I was just just somebody just wrote in today about faking orgasms that um, mm. she's with somebody who. You know, she doesn't feel trust. She doesn't feel 100% trust that he is as into her as she's into him. And so he kind of is not that romantic, and he's all into just no foreplay and just get to the act, and Mm. he tries to give her orgasms, and she's so disconnected. And, you know, there's so many people who just, they're they're quiet about it. They don't know how to even speak up or ask for what they want. So... So this is a nice practice to um, to know what makes you happy, to know what makes you feel pleasure. Right. Um, so what other ways of are there of expressing self-love? Other ways of expressing self-love? 
One of my favorite ones and that I think also applies and can carry over into the realm of of dating and attracting love, like from another person, is um, one of my favorite practices is to look in the mirror at yourself, um, to spend time just finding your own beauty and appreciating your own beauty, looking into your own eyes, like the way you'd want to be looked at by a lover, um, looking at yourself like your own favorite lover. And this can be really um, painful, actually, at first for some people. Um, it can feel really uncomfortable to look into your own eyes, especially if you don't feel confident or comfortable with how you look. Or if, or even if you just feel lonely, sometimes it can stir that up, like, oh, I feel sad, like, I'm looking into my own eyes, I want somebody else to be here to do that. But, but mm-hmm. it really is a be- beautiful um, healing and empowering practice to do on a regular basis to spend a little time eye gazing with yourself and um, and that can extend beyond the eyes. You can look at your entire face, you can look at your whole body, whether you're clothed or naked. Um, yeah, there I mean my book is full of the multi orgasmic diet, it's not like a regular diet book. It's actually more like a lifestyle book. So there are over eighty practices, you know, all designed to help women get more in touch with their sexual energy, their sensuality, and cultivate self-love. And I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of that has to do with just exploration, like getting to know yourself better and exploring and being open um, without judgment or pressure for it to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I think it is uncomfortable just as uh, as it is uncomfortable for people to to look into other people's eyes too. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the, <laughs> in the uh, the article "Modern Love" in um, in the mag in the New York Times about the thirty six questions that can make you fall in love with anyone. Did you ever read that article? Mm-hmm. I remember so I wrote hearing a, about it, but I didn't read it. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's um, it's really how to make a deep deep connection with a stranger, but it it was mm-hmm. done under a laboratory kind of circumstance, um, not like go on a date with a total stranger and ask these 36 questions because they are right. very personal and they increase in, in, um, in depth as you go. And one of mm-hmm. them is to stare into the other person's eyes for, I think it's like three minutes or something, which feels oh like a gosh. lifetime <laughs> when you're doing those. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, how do you do this? And I actually did it with, with a past boyfriend. And uh, it was actually, it was a really nice way of connecting without words. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, felt really, really deep and connected. So, it, you yeah. know, I can imagine that doing it to yourself would also really be beautiful. And, you yeah. know, to move past the discomfort. Because if you are rejecting yourself then how do you expect anyone to fall in love with you? I mean, that's really at the bottom of this. Right. And, you know, confidence is so attractive. So, like, if you're on a date with a man or you're dating someone in a relationship and and this this other person is looking at you and you feel uncomfortable being looked at, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. very common. So, I mean, definitely there's, you know, love happens even when that's the way it is. Like, it's very common for people to feel uncomfortable. But just imagine, like, how much joy and pleasure and how much richer everything would feel and be if you could fully receive that and feel um, 
you know, filled up by it even more to have that kind of attention. And then to be able to give that attention to yourself is very empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, do you remember, um, I have a question about that practice with the article. Do you remember if it was um, to be done, the idea thing was to be done before or after going through the question? It was in the middle somewhere. I actually can oh, pull it up. Oh, interesting. Um, cause okay. I have it on my blog, and um, yeah, someone had written in and asked me if if I recommend asking these questions on a first date, and because some oh. other dating coach, if a popular dating coach had had said that, and I said, boy, mm-hmm. these would freak out most people <laughs> on a first date. So I highlighted <laughs> ones that I thought were okay for a first or second date. Um, and the woman who did a TED Talk on this, the woman who wrote it, um, she actually fell in love with her husband because, or, or her boyfriend. I don't, I don't know if they got married, but they're definitely together. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see. When do you stare into each other? Did other's she do eyes? it on the first date? Did she do it on the first I, date? I think she knew him before. I don't think they were total uh, strangers, but they weren't dating. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. There's three sections. Um, 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 um. I'm looking. Take four minutes. No, that's tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, some of these are really interesting. What would constitute a perfect day for you? When did you mm-hmm. last sing to yourself or to someone else? So that's really about self-pleasuring and um, mm-hmm. you know, letting go. Uh, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Interesting. Uh, uh, what are you most grateful for? Um, if, a crisp, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, anything else, what would you want to know? You know I feel like all just, of these questions, they're just good for us. I mean, it goes back to the theme of, like, how to be your own best lover, right? Like, you need, like, don't you want to know yourself? So I feel like it would be fun to go through and answer those questions just even on my own. I want to go find the article after our interview. Yeah, well, go on lastfirstdate.com. It's one of the last okay, few so. articles that I wrote, and you can <laughs> see all the questions. I actually don't see the part where um, you have to stare into each other's eyes, but there's 36 um, questions, and you know, some of them, like the last one, is share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Mm-hmm. Also ask mm-hmm. them to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to say to somebody when you're just meeting them. But, um, right. you know, but it is interesting. And I think that we, you know, to look deeply within and find out how we handle things is important. You know, what What keeps coming up for me about self-love is that so many of the women who come to me are living in their heads. And mm-hmm. they're all about the thoughts. They have completely disconnected from their bodies and from their feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, do you have another great exercise to connect people more to their bodies? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, like I said, I have, you know, dozens of practices to help women get out of their head and into their body and get in touch with Uh their feelings. Um, 
Feelings are super important. I mean, that's what women excel at, and we have lost our way. So, you know, we cover it up because we're afraid or we, you know, we have never been celebrated for our feelings. We've been put down as too sensitive. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, what do you you suggest? Well, I mean, the first thing that came to mind in terms of getting out of your head and into your body – it's actually just could be any kind of movement, you know, getting getting into your body by doing movement. Like stop sitting around thinking or overthinking and, um, you know, get outside, go for a walk around the block or spin around ten times or do some jumping jacks or get on the floor and, I mean, this would be really edgy for most women, but, you know, like get on the floor and like crawl around, you know, like get in touch with your animal body Um that can even bleed over into the area of really getting in touch with your feelings. Like oftentimes when when we're overthinking, maybe there's some frustration or anger or sadness that needs to come out and like letting sound come out. So that might be more of an advanced practice being on the floor, like Mm -hmm. grunting or growling, but but that (laughs) is the kind of thing that, that I encourage women to do, you know, something that would be more, more introductory, more entry level would be to just, you know, sit or lie down with a hand on your heart and a hand on your belly and breathe down into your belly, into your heart, feel what you're feeling, let yourself cry if you need to, you know, just allow your feelings to be there instead of trying to think mm. them away or, or stuff them down. Yeah, that's hard Giving for a lot of people. Giving yourself permission, yeah. What was that? It's hard for so many women to just give yourself permission and allow mm-hmm. um, yeah. and not be afraid of, like, not being strong, which is yeah. so key in order to attract a, a person who is your yeah. your your proper um, match because right. if you're not vulnerable, you're not going to attract them. Yeah, um, and I think, so people, you know, journaling – something really basic like journaling can be good too, you know, like just write it out. Like, how are you feeling? Like what's really going on for you? You don't have to share it with anyone necessarily, um, but just mm-hmm. to acknowledge it to yourself. Yeah. I like that. Um, so what if people are really struggling? Like, do you have any tips for, for women who struggle with loving themselves and have really like, they're looking at these practices going, I'm never doing that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, for depending on the level of struggle and why these struggles are there, I mean, I, you know, I'm not a trained psychologist, but I, I do say in my book, like, some people will need help beyond the book or beyond coaching with me, but, um, but I think a big part of it is to get clear first on what it is you even want, like, what is your goal, you know, and to just really focus on, like, why you want what you want and the feeling of, like, what it would be like to feel or have what you want. And then to start off small, like, you don't have to do anything you don't feel ready to do. Um, you know, maybe the first step is just, um, like, for example, in my book, like, maybe, you know, the riding around on the floor is too edgy, but maybe you can um, do a guided meditation or, 
or do like a qigong practice, like a movement energy cultivation practice. So, you know, just rather than totally throwing in the towel because something feels um, scary or difficult or like you're not sure about it, find something, one thing, anything that you feel like you can do. And to reach mm-hmm. out for help too, whether it's, whether it, you know, well, specifically like if it's along with my book to reach out to me or to reach out to a Facebook group or reach out to a friend or a therapist or to, yeah, not like suffer through it alone and to know that you definitely can change or do what you want to do or feel how you want to feel. You don't have to be stuck where you are. Yeah, that's important. I think people forget that a small step is more important than than a stuck step. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So this is wonderful, Rebecca. And um, tell our audience where they can find your book, and um, you had a special mm-hmm. offer for them as well. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so my book, The Multi-Orgasmic Diet, Embrace Your Sexual Energy and Awaken Your Senses for a Healthier, Happier, Sexier You, can be found on Amazon or on my website, RebeccaClioGould.com or TheMultiOrgasmicDiet.com. And it's really not a regular diet book, and it's not an orgasm technique book. So go read the description. I think you'll love it. Um, I also have a free self-love program. It's a three-day intensive program, or you can spread it out over um, several days. And you can find that at RebeccaClioGould.com, the free three-day self-love program. Great. Um, Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. You're very welcome. And in, yeah, and inspiring people to take better care of themselves because that's what matters first. Um, and thank you all for listening today. And I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs>